Welcome to Feminists Without Mystique, a podcast where we process politics, sex, and the unrelenting firehose of bullshit in the news through an unapologetically feminist lens. Each week, we begin by venting about the news, go deep on one important issue, call out terrible things happening below the top headlines in a segment called We See You, and then we'll end with something hopeful. Although this week we are doing a an altered recording, so we won't be doing the We See Yous this week. We'll just be doing a, a conversation. A 4th of July special, if you will. Yes, it has <laughs> nothing to do with the 4th of July. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It's just an excuse to be like, it's a special. It's a special. It's a a holiday. All right. (laughs) Um, Any whoosies, uh, if you are enjoying us, uh, remember to like us and follow us on the things. We're Feminists Without Mystique on Instagram, FWM podcast on Twitter. Um, And if you are just like really vibing, you you can write us a little reviewsies rate us and reviews us yeah. on Apple podcasts. Um, an example of what someone said about us was <clears throat> this show is inspiring and insightful. These are exactly the kind of earnest and important conversations we should all be having, but maybe sometimes we're just too afraid to, or we worry that nobody would care enough to listen. And the host handled it all with lots of wit and humor. Couldn't recommend this one more. It's so necessary. And that was from the Carol sisters. So thank you. We, we like that. We appreciate that. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thanks ladies. Yeah. More accurately. <laughs> ladies. This is a ladies <laughs> interest piece for the ladies. This one is for the ladies. For the oh. ladies. <laughs> for the sweaty girl summer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and one more reminder, too, on the – so Apple Podcasts oh, yeah. has switched their uh, – their format a little bit. So if you listen on Apple podcasts, you might be, um, you might not be getting our, our podcasts downloaded directly. Um, and probably other people that you listen to, um, you might have to go in and hit the plus sign next to the podcast for follow. Um, so maybe next episode we'll have some actual written instructions or something. I'll find, I'll find some instructions, but Um, you just might have to be a little bit more intentional about, um, making sure you actually hit follow for the podcasts you want to have automatically download into your feed. Um, so that's just a little bit of, a little bit of business, uh, business at the top, a little busy business at the top. Yeah. Um, business ladies, lady business, you know, all of those things. Yeah. Yeah. So this week will be. (laughs) discussing before maria heads out to the cape we will be um discussing the bickering the uh, (laughs) what we've been i so we've been in this pandemic i don't know if y'all remember and based on this delta variant i'm a little fucking worried about things but i digress (laughs) um nervous laughter (laughs) dude so nervous oh my gosh and all my like my colleagues public health department are worried too so anyway um, not to be a bummer downer. That wasn't the point of this. <laughs> <laughs> That's not. Let's get to bickering. Uh, yeah. But in the in this uh, lovely pandemic, um, we've been, you know, those of us who are partnered and live with our partners. I think we all probably have uh, recurring, um, we won't say arguments, we'll say heated or spirited discussions. Mm-hmm. Um, things that come up and then come up again and then continue to come up and they're still coming up. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> so we're going to be discussing uh, sort of what are in our relationships, what those, what those have been. Um, and they are things that are, for me, that it's stuff that could have come up outside the pandemic, but the pandemic was definitely um, an exacerbating factor, we'll say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, I guess I'll just, I guess I'll just yeah. start. Jump on um, in. So during the pandemic, uh, my my husband transitioned to not working. He's working again now, but because of the industry he worked in, um, music and like live music <laughs> and shows and groups of sweaty drunk people like licking each other. Um, he, well, yeah, I was going to say not literally, but literally licking each other. That does happen. <laughs> I've been out. I was in my twenties once, <laughs> uh, but because that was his, uh, his field, uh, he transitioned to not working <clears throat> and then I transitioned into working full time, uh, remotely, and we had agreed he'd do a household management role. And the first few weeks, he did it with bells on. It was just like, look what I've done. Look at this beautiful home. And I was oh, such a naive little fool. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, this is great. This is wonderful. I love it. Because it what? It was like spick and span. Like, I felt like 50s housewife vibes. Like, everything was clean. <laughs> like, really exceeded my expectations. And he really shot himself in the foot with that one. Coming out, <laughs> coming out the gate so hot on Setting it. Setting that bar high. I know. Because it's like, okay, you can do this. I see this. Um, he's, he's more than capable and then <laughs> time passed and uh, it, I don't know it lost its luster for him I guess um, and there were certain things like the dishes he would keep doing but it would be like a while you know it's like we don't have any plates left <laughs> now it's time you know and it's like I'd prefer to have you know a couple clean plates as an yeah. option before we do the whole thing Um but he would he would do the dishes. Laundry, no. Laundry <laughs> Laundry was something that uh because he hates doing laundry, but like I don't like doing laundry either. And that's sort of part of the thing. In all of yeah. our jobs, we have things we don't like to do. Yeah. Um and laundry was one of them. And that was always a point of <laughs> contention. Cause like even when he'd do it, that it would sit in the closet in the big old hamper mm-hmm. and then it's like now we have two full hampers one of clean clothes one of dirty clothes it's just like fuck oh. um unpleasant um one thing he did that was really helpful that he always did was he drove my dad to his appointments um which was generally you know for the most part like once a week so he would do that which was really helpful but it's also something like on the calendar that like I couldn't do because I was working and that had you know we weren't Mm -hmm. just like fuck your doctor's appointment you know Mm -hmm. um and the litter box was another one where it's like I don't like doing it it's like well I know but (laughs) it's a thing you have to do um and I think it's a lot of it was him feeling not to speak for him but I'll speak for him (laughs) uh you know feeling kind of depressed about not having because he worked when he was working he it was a part of his identity. You know, he worked really hard. Mm-hmm. It was where he got some of his like satisfaction and, and all of that jazz. So, and for whatever reason, he couldn't get that same satisfaction out of um, household management. Mm-hmm. Although so many women have been doing it for so long and <laughs> no one's been worried about, are they Mm-mm. satisfied? Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a thing. And then he started playing video games a lot. Um, like that kind of became his job. Like 
well, it's not like he was up all night, but it was like a, a good eight hours a day pretty often doing the uh, the game, the gamings, um, which was frustrating too. And then mm-hmm. made me start to really resent the games because like, I don't like the kinds of games he plays anyway, but it's like if he was doing it like a couple hours a day and everything was getting done, it's like whatever. Mm-hmm. But I started to very much resent the games because mm-hmm. it's like you are very clearly spending all this time doing this and mm-hmm. I need underwear and mm-hmm. <laughs> catch it needs to go somewhere else and all these things. Um, and gaming did, I was, I looked it up and I was pretty sure it, would have but it did kind of gaming did skyrocket during the the pandemic which makes sense because for a lot of people it's became like a social outlet and Mm -hmm. it's also got a good good measure of escapism in there um Mm -hmm. which is always nice when you're in a global pandemic yeah um and there's also research that you can find in the uh journal gender and society that came out a couple months ago that highlighted how household management disparities were more noticeable when women worked remotely, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which which makes sense. And yeah, it's like at a certain point, at a certain point, uh, I started doing, because it's like there are certain things that just have to get done. So it's like I do things more and more, mm-hmm. um, which was frustrating because it's like, I know I'm working remotely, but I'm still working and it's exhausting. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, this wasn't the deal, man. <laughs> You know, and and to be fair, when I was in my um, after I got pregnant, and I was in my first trimester, and I was so sick. He took really good care of me. He brought me breakfast in bed at, like every single day, um, and was really, 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 really helpful in that. So it's not like he was just like "fuck you, man." <laughs> like he was trying, and he was having a hard time, which made it harder to have discussions about it because I felt I felt bad, you know. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to like kick a horse when he's down, but at the same time, it's like, I wasn't feeling great and, uh, you know, I wasn't loving the pandemic right. <laughs> and I was working. It's like, I don't want to, I don't want to take this on too, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's, that was, that's been kind of the, uh, the pandemic issue for us and we don't really fight much and we get along really well and, you know, most things, and yeah, the frustrating thing is with us is like most things we can resolve with like a conversation, but this was just like recurring over and over and over again. Like, please, like do do the thing, and then he'd get frustrated, and uh, I'd get frustrated, and it was just kind of like no resolution, you know. Right. Um, and ironically, I think, or maybe not ironically, but I think he. Now that he's got this, he just started in this new role, but I, I think that he will be, um, and so obviously in theory, we'll be splitting the duties now, even though we've been splitting them the whole time. Um, <laughs> but I'm also knocked up. So like, yeah. let me live. Yeah. But I think because he's feeling better about himself because he has this job, mm-hmm. I think that he'll continue to be doing more around the house because, you know, I, I think a big piece of it was him just feeling kind of down and shitty. Yeah. Which, yeah, again, made me feel like I don't want to, like, argue with him when he's feeling shitty. But, like, I was feeling shitty, too. It was a pandemic, you know. Right. Um, Which I think was hard for probably a lot of couples. When it's like, we're both, we love each other, we're happy with each other. But this, like, world right now is not, we're not vibing. Right. Right. There's so much external um, pressure being imposed from the world onto your lifestyles and your Mm -hmm. habits and your reality just shifted and it's you're like this is inconvenient we wouldn't probably be 
having this issue or at least we, you know, not yet. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And it's not like the days when we lived in a little apartment together where it could just kind of be like, all right, I'm going to eat on on paper towel today because we don't have dishes, whatever. (laughs) Because like, you know, my dad does live with us. We help take care of him and he he, the man needs plates. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like another layer of like, well, if things don't get done, I can't just be like chill and be like, whatevs, I'll just be creative and I'll, you know, eat this food out of this weird object. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, like we need the correct objects. Um, yeah. So that's, that's kind of been the, the vibe. But I mean, in general, he's been great and I love him very much. It's just... The, the household manager thing and I especially because he was yeah. doing it so so nice so well for the first few weeks so and nice. it's like I see you can do this yeah yeah <laughs> but like it's just not worth it to you like because yeah. someone's got to do it and why are you too good for you know it's just but I think it just came down to mental health stuff as part yeah. of it um but yeah We'll see how it goes forward when this baby comes. <laughs> I know. It's it's really amazing how demotivating like it can be when you either are not doing something you love or you're not mm-hmm. stimulated enough or you're not intellectually challenged. Like doing obviously this like simplest things is just just becomes like a thousand times harder. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's so weird to feel like okay, the second there's purpose and something kind of coming back into your life to impose some real structure that suddenly everything else becomes like, oh, I want to fit this in. I want there to be Mm -hmm. more dishes. I would take more pride in like the laundry being done. Um, I don't know. It's just, yeah, I hopefully, hopefully there, there's a great reemergence of, of, Mm some household order <laughs> as the pandemic comes to a close. Yeah, I think so. Like I said, the job's very, very new, but like he's been getting up earlier and just like, you know, I mean, we only got back from our vacation a couple of days ago. So there are certain things we don't need to have done around the house yet, but like, you know, early morning walks with the dog and, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. So he built an Ikea desk yesterday and, there was a moment yeah. where a screw was lost and it was it was oh. an event, but it was found. <laughs> oh, that's relatable. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Ikea, man. That's those IKEA things are so tough. Um, or like, yeah, any like little obstacle. That's a thing mm-hmm. where it feels like any teensy thing just becomes like if it's <laughs> it just becomes way too much to handle. Like an Ikea screw, or I'm trying to think of like an, another good example, like something not working properly or like mm-hmm. Google not hearing you, you know, on the first time or something. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> Yeah, definitely a lot easier. It's been a lot easier to get frustrated by things. Yeah. Um, less yeah. patience in the world. And I'm curious yeah. how like with this, you know, this research coming out about like women working remotely and how that impacts them, you know, makes them it ends up with them doing more on the house on average. Yeah. And there's, you know, talk of like moving towards a more remote working world in general. Mm -hmm. And there's also this theoretical intellectual rise of, you know, the equality of, of men and women. And you're supposed to be dividing things equally. Yeah. And it's, 
it'll be interesting to see how that pans out and if there is any real shift or if like how long until shit's actually split equally right you know even in these like we i'm not in a household where it's like gendered things gendered rules like you know he's a feminist we're we're liberals but it's still like you fall into these things where it gets to a point where i'm like this just needs to fucking happen yeah (laughs) yeah right so like, I can't wait for you to do it. I'm doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing it and I'm going to be mad about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Just then they'll quietly, like start to try you know. doing it. It's like, I've started. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've begun the task. <laughs> I started it. You're, there's no coming back from this yeah. mood, but I'm in. <laughs> the mood has been activated. And, um, and another interesting thing I read about it was that, um, which I don't think is new, but it is still happening in in the pandemic that women are doing a lot more of the, the planning and the noticing of when things need to be done and Mm -hmm. the uh, sort of the overseeing of things being done and, and all of that jazz, which is another, you know, mental, mental load. Yeah. Yeah. It's that like, you know, Cheryl Street, I am the list. Like, you know, her mm-hmm. husband being like, just give me the list and I'm happy to do yeah. it. It's like, I don't want to have to give you a list. Right. You've got two eyes too. We, you, we both live here. Like, you know what, yeah. you know what needs to happen. Yeah. Ugh, it's, it'll be interesting. Interesting to see what happens with all this, like this shifting, this remote mm-hmm. work and like, mm-hmm. hopefully, hopefully just continuing to talk about it and call mm-hmm. it out, like, relentlessly all the time is, like, going to help. Totally. And it's like, he's his role is 100% remote. And whatever my next role is, I'm in this job till at least the end of the year, but it will likely be in person just in the field I'm in. Mm-hmm. And so I'm very curious to see um, when we have a kid and he's working from home and I'm working out somewhere, like, how that'll how that'll shift things, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like, am I going to come home? And it's like, oh, yes, we can span. Or if I'm kind of going to come home and be like, oh, my God. Yeah, like, you guys. Uh, <laughs> ugh. It gives, like, totally new perspective to that scene from Mrs. Doubtfire where, like, Sally Field comes home and her, and Robin Williams is, like, with the kids, like, dancing on the table. And there's, mm-hmm. like, farm animals in the living room. And it's, like, a total <laughs> mess. And I remember, like, watching it as a child and being like, she's just uptight, you know? It's like, no. Uptight women, not wanting <laughs> farm animals in the kitchen. God. She, like, came home with pizza and, like, a birthday cake for a kid and, like, had come home from work. And he's just like, it's just, what? So, yeah. Like, <laughs> Walls. I mean, I would love some room. farm animals, but not not in the kitchen. Right. Like, it's totally reasonable for her. Goats in the yard. If I come home to goats in the yard, I'll be pleased. Yes, <laughs> That's right. me. That's a personal matter. I know. Your barometer is even higher for, yeah, like, I think a, a, a chaotic farm situation that might yes. be adjacent to your home. <laughs> I'm open to a chaotic farm situation. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um yeah, we had, I, I think that the dishes are definitely, for me, the closest, like, correlation. There's the co- closest correlation in terms of, like, um, household stuff because it mm-hmm. just feel, it feels like the dishes are an immediate vehicle into, like, a squabble. A quarant- we call them QSs, quarantine squabbles. <laughs> um, like, it's an immediate QS um, for 
And I think I said at one point, like, I'm just going to write like a manifesto on how like a, like a joking I'm putting quotes or air quotes around uh, joking uh, about how the dishes and drying of the dishes. Cause we don't have a dishwasher. Um, so it just like, they definitely need to be done in a very, you know, very regularly. I also have, I, this is just my personal preference, but I like for them to be done, all of them to be done before bed because I want to wake up and, and I work in the kitchen. And so I kind of just want like serenity <laughs> in the morning. Um, and I also, we have this very cheap countertop because it's an apartment, it's an old apartment. So like the countertop, and you probably remember this, it's just, I have never been so anal about a countertop in my life, but like you drop a strawberry, it stains forever. You keep, if there's wine without a coaster, like, and it, there's a little circle around the bottom of a wine glass and it's only there for one minute or less, it's going to permanently stain the countertop. It's just like, so it makes me kind of, it's crazy making. Um, so that's the context in which like, we just, I have like certain preferences about um, <laughs> dry. The, I think specifically it's the drying of the dishes because there's only so much space to have them dry. And then, um, you know, my wonderful accommodating boyfriend will like clean the dish and like put the dish that's wet on top of a bunch of dry dishes <laughs> that could just be put away. <laughs> um, and I think that when I think about it, it's like the most unreasonably annoying thing. Like the thing that annoys me that's so just unreasonable is like, you just, just cool it. It doesn't have to, you know, but in the, in the quarantine world where we're just, there was a great TikTok where it was like this guy looking at a clean sink and being really proud of himself. And then he blinks and there's like five dishes in the sink and he's like, what? And then he blinks again. And there's like 20 dishes in the sink. It's just that, I think that's how a lot of us have feel just like there is a never ending like parade of dishes. Cause we're both mm -hmm. just here generating dishes all day. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so that, and that's just been like something actually that started pre quarantine because I'd be like, when you wash dishes, it's just like gets really wet around the sink. <laughs> like, can you just like mop up and, you know, mop it up so it's not like wet? And I think just from, you know, anyway, it was just so that's that's totally I think that's a thing. I have and, a follow up question. Yes. Before you get on to the next thing. Yeah. About this manifesto. Um, <laughs> what is is this like a, a typed manifesto? Is it in like a journal? How in depth is it? I'm I I am here for the dishwashing manifesto. You know, I think I actually do need to write it because oh, I thought you literally like I I my understanding was you had a written document that you had created for oh. fun. Like, <laughs> <laughs> is it leather bound? Is it? <laughs> you know, I think that I do need to create it just for my own edification and it's so it doesn't exist right now but it <sighs> it could you know it very mm -hmm. easily could and of course it's all a joke it's all a jo we're joking here. we're joking we're having we're joking. fun it's fun but if you put that fucking dish on top of the other dishes i'm gonna lose my mind <laughs> but it's fun <laughs> oh my gosh or like we have like these like anthropology law tables mm -hmm. um the ones that they sell at anthropology since the beginning of time and like i'm sure everyone's seen them uh, I mean, I guess if you go to answer, <laughs> if you don't, Everyone. you have no idea what I'm talking about. Um, and frequently we are both, there's like the smaller version of the latte bowl that holds maybe like two ounces. Mm -hmm. And we put like chocolate chips in them at night or whatever, little things. And um, if you put 
two lot tables basically to dry and you stack them directly on top of each other. They don't dry because like the middle is just not getting any air to dry. Mm. And it's like, I've thought about this and I haven't said it out loud. I just have changed it myself because I don't, because I don't want to be critical. I just, there's like some, somewhere where I draw the line and I think it might be at that specific criticism of lot table um, placement. (laughs) Um, So yeah, so that's, that's the dishes. I think broadly for us, it's been, funnily enough, I think it's been politics broadly, like just because there's so much stuff that's upsetting both of us like all the time and in the pandemic like all we were doing for a while was just like being indoors listening to podcasts like listening to up first from NPR and then the New York Times Daily and then like Pod Save America you know there was just like a lineup of pod political like podcasts that tell you essentially the same thing from different angles and it's all very frustrating none of it is necess- is optimistic or like there are calls to action, but you're like generally just steeped in like a lot of negative energy. Um, And we ultimately had to basically just decide to stop listening to up first in the morning. And it has markedly improved our moods and the (laughs) arguments because it's not that because we politically agree, we are both on the same side. We're both liberals, but it's just been funny to see that like, it, it's just a lot easier when you're around someone 24 seven to immediately jump into the exact like niche disagreement or like the one place where we might disagree on like, um, not even, not even really policy, but just like uh, strategy, like, so we're both, we both vote Democrat all the time. Um, and um, that's not really going to change. But I think there's like, um, you know, Campbell will want, like, we both want Democrats to win. And he ultimately, I, th- I think probably has like, you know, if I'm being like cool and collected about it, like the position that makes more sense for Democrats to win. But I, in this moment, like, find myself pulled more towards like further left-leaning ideological like heart space. (laughs) Um, So he'll be like, well, Democrats need to win. So this like argument going on on the left between like AOC and -and so-and-so is really not helpful or, you know, why can't this person just be quiet basically? Because like they don't, if they don't, they don't understand that this, another person in X district is doing what they need to do to win. Um, And also, um, and we'll like talk about this in a a different episode, but just like there was an interesting article in the New York times about how um, Democrats basically just assume wrongly that we have like the, you know, black Latino BIPOC vote. Um, just generally. And it's like, keep, keep getting proved wrong. Pretty, pretty um, like fatally, you know, in our, to our, to our detriment massively in places like Florida and Texas um, where middle-aged and and older um, people in black Latinx communities are um, voting more conservatively. And so 
what does that say about Democrats really understanding how to how to market themselves and 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 accurately um, accurately probably moderately like speak to these communities who would be who would be helped by democratic policies broadly. Um, but obviously we're just not getting through. And it's part of that because we're stuck responding to whatever the latest outrage coming from Fox news is like critical race theory. They're so much better at trumping up these at, at dominating the discourse and the discussions. Um, but yeah, so, so the arguments that we end up having are like, more about what needs to be done, like what Democrats need to do. And it's so, it's definitely, it's, it's just a frustrating space like to occupy because I, and, and, and we, what we've also done recently is just sort of say like, okay, I think we're like, I think I'm coming to the end of my <laughs> tolerance for this conversation. And we've gotten a lot better at just like gauging that there's sort of this cumulative frustration that both of us have at like, I think the worry that we're going to lose the midterms, the worry that like nothing is getting done with Joe Manchin. And, you know, so I'll say something maybe more hyperbolic and then he'll say something hyperbolic or like, you know, like he'll be like, well, I, I, you know, maybe I'll just vote Republican for that person in Florida or whatever. And it's like, you don't actually, you know, you don't mean that, but you are, that, that is like offensive to me that you would even, yeah. <laughs> like, it's like the fact that you, you know, you just, you said that cause like, you, ding, 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 you got under my skin. Congratulations. Cause, like, <laughs> um, you know, but to kind of, to make a point about how, um, frustrating he's like sees certain, um, liberal candidates or who, who aren't, who don't seem like their, their primary concern is actually winning an election. Um, more rather they'll stand on principle. And then I, and I feel while I understand intellectually and like practically that he's right, I just, it's very hard um, to get away from feeling like I want people to stand on principle. And I think maybe if people were allowed to stand on principle and, and, and get their, their full agenda out there and they weren't being, and there weren't being all the, there weren't all these messages getting warped by Fox news. And if there are moderates who are more like, uh, I don't know, like they're dumbing down their message or it's being diluted, um, for the purposes of different, um, from different focus groups, different focus group influenced dilutions. Um, maybe people would be able to fully understand what a more, left-leaning candidate actually wants is actually closer to what is in everyone's or the majority of people's best interests. So it's just hard. It's like, ah, I don't know. So it's just this dueling, these dueling um, frustrations about why we, why we lose elections or why we, and why we might continue to lose elections. And for some reason that, and, and we've, like I've had, we've had these conversations where we have to, by the end, just be like, okay, well, we are not going to solve like this concern right now. You know, no one cares what our opinion on the Democratic on the uh, like primary in 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 New York. Um, no one cares like what our specific opinion is. And there's nothing that we can do practically about Joe Manchin right now. There's nothing that we can, you know, we can do better by maybe 
staying off of Twitter a little bit more or like just trying not to respond to or not. We don't have to be responsive to some of the snarkiest people on the right and left in terms of what they say that gets both of us kind of worked up. But like, well, this is why we lose elections, because like that person says this and then people don't feel welcome. They don't understand what they're supposed to do. They go to like Republicans. Um, So this might be kind of like. um, I don't know if this rant is like ringing true for anyone, but it, it just feels like when you're, you know, in a space all the time with someone and you both share the same political values, it seems a lot easier to, for some reason, rather than like coalesce around what you agree on, you know exactly where to go, where you might disagree a little bit. And it's mm-hmm. like, why do we do that? (laughs) (laughs) Why? It's exhausting. (laughs) No, and it's like, I think that is a common, um, not necessarily between partners always, but I think that's a common kind of discussion is, you know, around messaging versus, you know, being like pure to your actual beliefs. Mm -hmm. Um, My hope is that the next generation, we can raise them with things like critical race theory and we'll all be like, super fucking progressive and liberal and that will also win elections and yes. let's, just, let's just do that let's just let's do that just do that oh there was such a funny tiktok that was like this white guy and he was like wait wait history was violent and bad american history no I'm overwhelmed by this information <laughs> it was just like that's what I feel like the, the yeah the concern the push back on critical race theory from like, you know, whatever, a huge swath of people is like, what? Yeah. It's like, do we really need to like cater to the lowest common denominator? Yeah. Or like, can we, how do, but how else do we, uh, it's just, it's so, it's just so frustrating that like, that that's the thing, you know, like why can't people just be better, why you can't know, they? care about other people, think critically, and just live in a progressive utopia. Why not? Ugh. Quarantine squabbles. Just interesting <laughs> to see where they've gone, where they've gone, hopefully where they're going away forever. Um, maybe it's helped a lot of us like hone our communication skills uh, and be more clear about our expectations or some needs. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see now that, um, pandemic seems to be tampering down at least for now. Hashtag Delta variant. Um, (laughs) be interesting to see how, if like future discussions are, uh, are impacted by the, by this time, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens. We'll see. Um, yeah. And maybe if people, if you guys have, if listeners have uh, interesting quarantine squabbles, QSs, um, or any of this rang true, let us know. Um, sometimes it feels like this is totally, like like each individual thing is so unique and personal, but it feels like this is actually, these are conversations and arguments that uh, to one degree or another, people are having in every household. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think we're all having our little our little things unless people just aren't talking to each other at all. Right. <laughs> or locking just, themselves away. Which is worse, which is definitely worse. <laughs> yeah, definitely definitely worse. And by and large, I've been um so thankful to have 
the partner that I have mm-hmm. during this pandemic. Um, and not just any part, cause it's like, if I were with my ex, it would have been a, a circle of hell. Um, whereas being with, which I mean, it's I married this guy, so it's good that I feel this way, but, um, more than anything, it's been so great to have, to have him. Cause I think I would have fully, I've, I went through pockets of losing my mind here and there, but I think I would have fully spiraled and lost my mind if I were either by myself or with someone shitty, um, which isn't just which like is a me problem. <laughs> like you should be able to be alone and whatever. But I think if I were by myself completely in this pandemic, it would have been, um, I don't know. I would have made a little Bo Burnham special. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> I like, totally agree. Like, yeah. So yeah. overall soups, soups grateful. It's just, you know, <sighs> just do the laundry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just to wash my fucking clothes. Wash <laughs> my clothes and my plates. Thank you. Yes, and don't those fucking latte bowls. Get they need to be bowls. properly dried. You don't want exactly. moisture in there because the no. bacteria can grow. And then why do we wash the fucking bowls anyway? Right. Thank you. <sighs> Jeez, Louise. Honestly, if anyone has a good uh, dishwashing manifesto that we can, <laughs> yes, I would uh, be so interested. Send your dishwashing manifesto. <laughs> I don't think it's out there, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we're gonna get flooded with dishwasher manifestos. Everyone's just waiting to send them in. They're just waiting, like, oh You'll my gosh, see. yeah, we'll get all kinds of great, great, uh, great info there. Oh my gosh. Uh, well, good, good. Hopefully, this is a fun little respite for us uh, from for, for for us and for everyone else from the politics and. You know, the craziness is just sort of taking a moment to laugh a little about have, uh, have a little fun. Yeah. Um, and for Fourth uh, of July, you could um, consider making donations to Real Rent, which will um, donate to whatever, whoever the local tribe is, the land that you're on. Mm. You can do like recurring monthly donations or you can do one-time donations, um, or you could find an organization for, you know, reparations. Um, cause I feel like celebrating 4th of July, I feel like mixed about it, you know, cause I'm like, there's yeah. so much we have to do, Yeah, but you know, we can, might be a nice opportunity to to do such things as you're eating your hot dogs and your apple pies and yeah. whatever what not. Yeah, that's a great suggestion. Yeah. <laughs> that's you know, what can I say? I've just got like great ideas. So ideas. Just like They're good great. ideas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, great. Well, Wonderful. Great. Super guys. Great fourth of July, everyone. Yeah. Feminists Without Mystique is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. For more podcasts you'll enjoy, go to frolic.com slash podcasts. We love it. We love you. Bye. Bye.